gente. Thank you so much for tuning in for the new beginning of Soy Chingona. I am your host, E. Marie, and this is the first episode, episode 37 of 2020, bringing in the new year with um, doing some reflection and letting go of a lot of things from um, this past year, 2019. Um, it's been a lot of up and downs, uh, to say the least. But in the end, I am in my healing journey. I am growing. Um, I'm human, so I may make a lot of mistakes in between. Um, But no mistake is really a mistake if you are able to take a lesson learned from it. And to start off the show, um, I'm going to talk about the lesson learned um, for 2019. And then I'll get into all the details of everything else in between. For 2019, I think the biggest lesson that I took away was the lesson of learning that I don't need to over-explain myself, my emotions, or my intentions. Because what I realize is that when someone doesn't understand where I'm coming from, I tend to... I don't know any other way to put it, but over explain in hopes that if I give every vulnerable detail of my emotions, the person I'm speaking to will understand where I'm coming from. However, I tend to forget that not everybody thinks, acts, and reacts the same as I do. So sometimes I think I need to realize that there's just certain things that cannot be explained and people are not going to understand my stance and that's okay Um, I just need to learn to be okay with that and the repercussions that comes with that which is the exhaustion physical mental emotional exhaustion of sitting there and explaining every little detail because in the end of the conversation I'm the one that winds up being emotionally distraught (laughs) Um, so that is overall, I think, the biggest lesson that I'm taking from 2019. Also, with comes with that is, um, you know, other lessons that I've definitely have taken away from the last couple years, um, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I wanted to touch up on a couple of different things that had happened throughout the year. Um, I kind of... I don't want to say distance myself from people, um, but I do want to say that uh, I have created a lot more and focused a lot more on boundaries this past year. Um, and sometimes those boundaries can feel as if I don't want to be a part of something or someone. In life and that is definitely not the intention um, it's not that I'm kicking people out of my life but I'm putting the boundaries and the boundaries that I'm laying down um, that I'm being very upfront about um, are not being respected then I don't know I think that's a reflection off the person that that boundary is being forced upon um, that's you know none of my business on someone else's journey and how they take the boundaries um I just have to continue to focus and work on myself um and sometimes that's hard for people to understand right 
So the post that I had put saying that I was going to start um, the new episodes for Soy Chingona again, um, I had put, no need to cut toxic people out this 2020. When your vibe is this high, toxic people will fall right off. I don't think that, um, you know, you hear so much when we get into a new year of like, I'm going to cut this out, I'm going to cut that out, and I'm going to chop away at this. And that takes a lot of energy to do that. And I spent a lot of 2019 trying to chop those toxicities out of my life. Um, where now I believe that I'm in a place where I don't need to spend so much energy doing that because the more energy that I focus on myself, my higher self, my um, working on manifesting to a better um, human being, um, that naturally people will just start falling off of that plate that I have in front of me um, instead of rather me having to do the work to cut them. Uh, a lot of that comes from trying to find the right words. Um, a lot of that comes from, um, I'm not going to apologize for being emotional and crying during this um, episode, by the way, because um, I don't believe anybody needs to apologize for those things. But I think that I spent a lot of 2019 really draining myself in situations um, and also with people. And when you continuously feel drained, you start feeling um, a little hopeless because you're explaining, you're explaining, you're being vulnerable, you're putting these boundaries, explaining why you have to put the boundaries, or maybe not having those conversations at all and just putting the boundaries, which also happens, right? Um, not everybody likes to share and communicate, or not everybody knows how to approach someone when they have hurt them. Um, and I think part of that is like this human trait of like, well, you know, maybe if they understand the emotions behind the pain, then they'll understand why it was hurt, and that doesn't always happen. So it becomes this buildup, right? This buildup of anxiety, <clears throat> which a lot of the times will turn into something of, of depression. Um, anxiety and depression, I've shared before that I've dealt with that um, almost my whole entire life. And I do believe a lot of the anxiety and depression that I have carried, especially as a young child, was not my own. Um, and it was just the vibrations of the adults that were around me. And I would pick up... Um, their anxiety and depressions, uh, which makes it hard, especially when, um, like my parents come from a generation where they did not recognize anxiety and depression at all. Right. There was so many different reasons like, Oh, they're just crazy. Oh, they're just, you know, young and dumb. Like, Oh, they're just, um, they have addiction issues and everything was kind of brushed off instead of dealing with those. So I do believe that I've carried a lot of those, but as an adult, you know, it's my responsibility to work through those emotions. But when it comes to, Anxiety, it's been a lot easier for me to deal with um, because I've surrounded myself with a lot of community people that are open um, and willing to not just talk about it, but share their tools of how they get through anxiety. Um, and that is my purpose of what I'm doing now is 
sharing my experiences and these tools to help other people in the community, um, one, not feel so alone, and two, deal with their, you know, gain tools um, to gain, to deal with their own anxieties um, in their own way. Excuse me. Um, But the hardest thing out of that is dealing with the depression side. Because of all this um, energy that I used this past year on other people, I got really, I got extremely exhausted. I got really tired. I was tired of wasting so much energy. I was tired of feeling bad because I have this horrible habit of taking shit personal. And that is something that I'm really working on, but it's it's everyday work, right? And we've talked about that on this podcast, like healing is everyday work. And that's why not everybody can do it because not everybody's willing to put in the work to self-heal. And depression just is a whole nother ball game and I there was a moment this past year that I got really tired and I felt really emotionally beat up by of course the people that um are in my circle of friends and family and you know there was this huge thing of like I've always been a person that I've tried to show my love and support for all my friends and family and what they do and there was a point where I wasn't receiving that back um you know and that and that's also has to do with um having high expectations or you know going into situations or people or having expectations with people and how they're going to react and it got really fucking draining <laughs> and when I was younger um I used to I was very angry. Things would, um, I was quick to be angry. And when I would get angry, it would feel so painful. And so I would self mutilate um, and I would hurt myself. I know this might sound silly, but as an adult, when I got older, um, the pain of getting a tattoo was very releasing for me and that's why I take my time getting tattoos because my tattoos mean um a lot to me and they're they're very deep and they are very um they 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 often relate to either people or things in my life so I hadn't had those like um those moments very much as as an adult and even when I hit these rock bottoms um I haven't had like the suicidal tendencies and this year was hard I felt really betrayed by a lot of people Again, I'm sharing with you the vulnerability of what I've gone through this year. It's not how I feel right now in this moment. And I want to make that very, very clear because I have a habit of not making that clear. And then people read my posts and think that I'm feeling a certain way right then and there when I'm not. 
So that's a really difficult one for me to try to express. So what I'm sharing with you is a reflection. It's not how I feel right in this moment right now. And I was honest with with my husband and at this moment last year I told him that I just didn't want to live anymore and I told him like I it's not like I want to and that's why they're called suicidal tendencies right because I'm not saying that I wanted to wanted to um take my life but I was just emotionally so tired of feeling the way that I was feeling that I just didn't want to I didn't want to live my life whether that meant I felt at that time like I wanted to put myself in a cave and put a blanket over me and you know dismiss the whole world outside of me um, or if that meant, you know, at the time that I just wanted to do something painful to hurt myself because I can tolerate physical pain much more than I can tolerate the emotional pain. The worst part of sharing that was how it made my husband feel and how much it hurt him and I knew it was gonna hurt him but I had to I had to share I had to be honest with him I had to tell him that that's how I was feeling it was a lot of things going on at once with a lot of different people in my life and I just felt like fuck like here comes another family member hurting my feelings here comes another person or friend that's not showing up for me and it just it was one thing after another with people around me and I just couldn't take it I feel I feel like I I never want to hit that place emotionally again So, um, so with all that, with all that, um, I think feeling that way again and feeling like I wanted to feel a physical pain because I was so exhausted. I just knew that I had to work even harder than I already was working on myself. Like I knew there was this whole other level of healing that I had to succumb to, but I didn't know like what that was going to look like. So I started focusing on 
myself again and working on myself and really working on the fact of not taking things personal and really realizing that sometimes when you set boundaries or sometimes when you're vulnerable and honest about these type of things that people don't know how to react. It doesn't mean that they love me any less or it doesn't mean that they don't care. But sometimes people just don't know how you need to be supported. But I can't teach people. That's like another part of energy. Like I can't teach people how to support me. I don't have the energy to do that. So I had to refocus all my energy on helping myself. Right? Loving myself. My my goal this year is to really find true peace to live a peaceful life to find peace in my heart with every situation and every person in my life so as I've had to do in my past um, I hadn't seen or talked to my dad in five months because he is a person who constantly belittles me and destroys my self-esteem, my courage, my love, my peace. He is a person who is an addict, but because he now has addictions that aren't as... So... Because he was addicted to meth for so long, you know, we went. He went through a huge um, cocaine phase, and now he is addicted to alcohol um, and to weed to the point where smoking doesn't even like have any effect on him. His body has built such a tolerance that it cannot do what it's meant to do um and when I say that I mean on a um medical level because I am a huge advocate of using marijuana medically and um he can't do that for himself so because his addictions are so much lighter than when he was doing meth he does not recognize himself as an addict so I really had to come to peace with if I have a relationship with my dad, what that looks like. And when I say come to peace with it, it means I have to accept that our relationship is different. And that's okay. I have to have heavy boundaries on my dad if I want him to be any part of my life. I also have to recognize that he is a person that most likely will never do healing work in his life. He's content with the mood swings. He's content with speaking to his daughters in very vulgar, nasty ways. He's content with the person that he is. He's happy with himself. It's ridiculous to me, but that's not my journey, nor is he my responsibility.
So taking all that, fast forwarding to the end of the year. The end of the year, I worked a lot on my my identity piece, which is still a huge one that's going to take me a lot of time to um, work on. When um, I wanted really bad to identify as a Latina because someone had told me that I wasn't a, a Chicana because I have, I'm not full blood Mexicana. I do have other, um, I, my mom's Mexican and Puerto Rican, um, but I realized I was trying so hard to identify as a Latina to represent um, my Mexicana side and, and being Puerto Rican that I realized recently that um, I wasn't raised as being Puerto Rican at all. And the reason as an adult why I connect with it now is because my husband is full Puerto Rican and all his family's from New York and in Puerto Rico that helped me reconnect with pieces of me that I didn't know at all growing up. But I'm also realizing in that that the importance of me identifying myself helps me be grounded and rooted and I'm learning the reasons now of why I want to learn more culturally so that I can identify myself as a Chicana because I was raised as a Mexican-American. And I am finding the pieces that, um, like the puzzle pieces, right, that bring that all together. But I'm not going to claim something until I really know what it means to me. So opening up Copalitiera is the healing space that I opened up with two other women, uh, Veronica and Patricia, who are incredible chingonas, whether if they fully recognize that or not. Our cross, our paths had crossed um, at a very important um, crossroads in my life. And I literally had went to them saying I had this idea for this space. I really, I don't have a place that I can go to to practice all this self-healing. And they immediately jumped on board. I had no idea meeting these two, who they were going to be in my lives. But I know when I met them individually, I knew that they were such an important piece to finding my identity and to help find that peaceful life that I have always longed for. And we created together Copal y Tierra. This healing space has taught me so much about myself and we've only been up and running. <laughs> we went full schedule in December 
we had our soft opening in October, our grand opening in November. We were so blessed that everything in this space had moved so quickly because it really taught us to trust in our intuition, trust our gut feeling, trust that we're being guided by our ancestors and our spirit guides to bring us to this path here in Barrio Logan. I am forever grateful for these two women. The lessons that I had to learn in the last couple months were really hard. It was hard to look at myself as um, a business owner. That is not something I ever thought in a million years I could accomplish. And I did. And I'm here. I had shared in post that when I was little, my dad didn't, um, my puppy didn't do a good job at encouraging my sisters and I to, um, that we could be anything we wanted to be in, in this lifetime. I wanted so bad to be Barbara Walters. And when I was little, we had like the big, huge, oh my God, for those of you that can remember like how we would take home videos back in the day, like I literally had to hire like a little crew of people, of kids in our neighborhood to hold on to all the shit, like because it was a lot that you'd have to carry with you and I'd go around interviewing people. There was this family that had like a bunch of boys that were awful and always causing shit in our neighborhood and they were doing what we called brick buys and they were throwing bricks at people's homes and at people's cars and the neighborhood was pissed so I went around and like went knocking on doors interviewing people and I came home all proud showing my puppy and my mom my mom was like not really caring about like what I did she didn't really have any interest in it but my papi like told me that um I couldn't be Barbara Walters I couldn't be on tv I couldn't interview people I couldn't have a radio show because I wasn't white and those streams were meant for white people and not for little brown girls like me and here I am now putting out whatever I want to on my podcast and being a business owner in Barrio Logan, like literally across the street from Chicano Park on Logan Avenue. I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for these blessings, but I'm also grateful to God that my eyes are open and I was able to receive the gifts that this universe has for me because for so long I didn't think I was worthy. So I feel like there's in life that there's been all these incredible opportunities, but I had so much blockage <laughs> that I couldn't receive those things. But now I can. The appreciation and gratitude that I get 
from the people that walk through these doors is priceless. I'm learning so much about energy work. I'm learning so much about myself. I'm learning why my friends and family haven't been able to walk through that door of Copal y Tierra. I thought I'm creating a healing space. I'm working with these incredible women. I'm trying to be the best version of Erica that I've ever fucking been or could ever imagine. And I really thought, who wouldn't want to support me in that journey? (laughs) Especially the people who have known me my whole life. Like, who wouldn't want to come and support that? It was a really hard lesson to realize that what I was doing was something that either one was so foreign to my friends and family Two, my friends and family are so used to me being this loud, dramatic, angry person that they just don't know who I am today. And three, I had to really accept the fact that not everybody could walk through those doors. And that had nothing to do with me. That was them and where they are in their own journeys or them not being able to reflect on their own lives or people just not happy for me and it really had nothing to do with me it's because of them and themselves that was hard when it came to the holidays Um, fuck. I was extremely hurt by one of my cousins, and I was taking it so personal, them not showing up for me, because, um, one, I've I've always done my best to show up for them, and two, because of the excuses that they gave me of why they weren't here. I had to learn that those excuses had nothing to do with me. So when it came to Thanksgiving this year, I didn't want to be a part of anybody's Thanksgiving. I didn't want to go see any of my family. I didn't want to stay with my in-laws who we live with. I did this Thanksgiving disconnect from everybody around me except for my husband. And man, how lucky I am of how supportive that man is with me. Because I know that was really hard for him to not be with his family on Thanksgiving. But he understood where I was coming from. And he supported supported me in that anyways. It takes a really strong man, one, to be married to me, (laughs) and two, to be able to support me on all levels, even if he doesn't understand where I'm coming from, even if he doesn't understand my emotions and why I feel a certain way, he's still there. 
So we had the best Thanksgiving. We went to go see a movie. And we went to, um, we went bowling and had a couple drinks, ate a couple appetizers. And by the time we got back home to my in-laws house, they were done eating already. And then we got to eat and then hang out with them, have some drinks. And that was that. And then Christmas came around. We were forced to be in situations that we didn't want to be in. That was really, really hard to suck up my emotions. Um, My husband has a cousin who lives out here. It's the only family that they have out here from New York. And going to be honest, um, the husband is not someone that I enjoy being around at all, and I'm not going to get into the details of who he is and why I feel that way, Um, because that's, in reality, nobody else's business, (laughs) Um, but he discusses me on a whole nother level, and I can't be around him. He physically makes me feel sick. And I had to be around him several times this holiday, and it felt horrible. Um, But I have to put my foot down on that and be a little bit more vocal um, to protect myself and my energy. I do not want to ever be around him. Again, my issues to deal with, right? (laughs) I have to take responsibility for myself and put myself in a better place no matter if that means hurting other people around me and no matter if they understand that or not it's not my problem to sit here and and explain to everybody I, I don't have to I really don't owe anybody anything and if my husband supports what I do and what I say then that's really the one person in this world that that matters to me I'm not saying, like, fuck everybody and everything. No, I want to love everybody and everything in this world. But um, if you can't accept the way that I love or put something out, I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you with that. That's work within that you have to be willing to um, admit to yourself and then work through. I am really excited for this year, 2020. I am really excited for what this universe has for me because I'm ready. I am more than ready to accept all these emotions, all these feelings that I've gone through, especially since opening Copal y Tierra and all the... All the um, all the things that I've experienced since we've opened this place, and I'll save that for another episode. But the things that I see and feel are out of this world, and it's an incredible gift that I am learning and owning. To 
my community, I cannot believe how beautiful it's been to sit here in this community and have people walk through those doors and show up, not for me, but for themselves. I'm not a teacher, I'm a student. I'm giving you the tools that have helped me. We're bringing in other people to facilitate in this space to share their tools. So come try everything. Come try, I facilitate breath work, uh, meditation, journaling, healing circles. And if you're curious about any of those things, just come try it. I don't want to, again, over-explain. Or I don't want to um, give you details of what it entails when you walk in here. Because then you're going to have expectations. And I'd rather have you come in here with just an open heart and just ready to receive. And ready to let go of stagnant or toxic energy that no longer serves you I take a lot of pride in this place and what I put out and I'm extremely grateful for where I'm at and where I'm going I'm extremely grateful that I'm open to see my higher self and what she looks like, where she wants to be. And I have the open heart to have things align in this universe so that I can get there. So... Thank you for listening. Thank you for the love and support that you send me without physically being here. Because I know a lot of you do that. And I feel it. And I thank you for that. This year we're going to tap into a lot of different things. A lot of different um, guests that we'll have. I'll tap more um, into uh, the spiritual growth of what I've been going through. And like I said, I'm going to leave that for another episode um, so I can really get into detail about um, what this journey has looked like for me. And my number one thing this year is living a more peaceful life to keep growing to keep becoming a better person to accept the people around me for who they are to respect their individual journeys even if it has nothing to do with me So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy everything that 2020 has to offer you.
and fist up chingonas